0: You're listening to a previously recorded episode of the Top Rope Review Show. This show is broadcasted live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan.
1: For more information about the show or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. Previously on X-Men. Show is broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit Studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. For more information about the show or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. This
0: is WWE Hall of Famer The Think Howard Finkel, and I've been asked to make the following announcement. With a combined weight of over one thousand pounds, broadcasting live from Royal Oak, Michigan,
1: this is the top. Rope Review! You're listening to the Top Rope Review Show. Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. Let's get back to ringside! I cannot believe Hogan would scoop it at The final bell. both!
0: Touch the line! It's over!
1: We have a new champion! Wrestling fans! WrestleMania three at the Silver Dome in Pontiac, Michigan. You know that I'm the cream of the crop. Mm, get ready
0: to on What an incredible scene! It's hey, awesome. The WWE fans are going There's nothing like the WWE, and this is why. Triple H has got to be seething.
2: Welcome to episode forty-four of the Top Rope Review, Detroit's number one source. For pro wrestling and the official podcast home of Michigan's longest running independent wrestling promotion, XICW. We are a proud part of the Podcast Detroit Network and the Point of Interest Podcast Network. And we are broadcasting live from Podcast Detroit Studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. Will? Josh? Just when you think you know the answers, I change the questions. Roddy, Roddy Piper. Rest in peace. So today is the anniversary of his death. And we will be talking about that later. But um, I am Josh Schramm. I am uh, Mike Bukalski's mom's favorite. uh, I'm just going to go with it because he's not here. I had something cooler to say, but I can't remember what it was now. Mike Bukalski's mom's favorite podcast host, Josh Schramm. And I'm joined in studios, as always, by Wookiee Will here.
0: Was Kryptonian, you called me Superman.
2: (laughs) And Mike's not here today, he's at the uh downtown hoedown. Um, he's working, he's working. He's really, he told me he wasn't working, he was just going because he enjoys it. He's a big Brad Paisley fan, I've heard that's what I've heard about him. So, he's Brad Paisley's favorite podcaster. Um, and last, is he playing? I have no idea. Like, oh, I just, <laughs> yesterday at work, this, <laughs> I have no idea. this couple walked
0: in both wearing Brad Plaisley t-shirts. And I'm just like, I I get like wearing the same, sh- like having only in the same shirt as like your significant other, or even like your friend. But like, why would you wear them to go see a
2: movie together? Wait, was it Friday? No, it was yesterday. Because I, I like how you're... <laughs> I mean, I like how you're making fun of other people for this, but you and I worked together for quite some time at a previous uh, place of employment, and we've also been—we were roommates for six years. So we've been to a lot of the same events and have a wide range. We used to have a wide range of the same t-shirts, and to basically just to pop our each other uh, to to make each other laugh, we would we we developed matching t-shirt Friday, where you and I would wear the same t-shirt every Friday. Uh, to work, so I'm yeah. not really sure why. Uh, um, yeah, but, and you guys but, both
1: bought the same shirt last Friday at Warped Tour, both same real big fish, shirt? yeah. But we
2: bought a two tab, I don't exactly know, though. <laughs> throw stones. But we would be wearing
0: like matching Blink Wayne t shirts, matching Sweet and <laughs> Cheryl shirts,
2: not Brad Paisley shirts. That's yeah. true, that is true. We had better choices to go see a movie at yeah. <laughs> your movie theater. You had you were subject to that, yes, nastiness. And last but not least, we, we also have here, and you've heard her, obviously, already today.
1: Tam, the Twitter valet. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I love that she, she's embraced the term Twitter valet. She she's not like, I'm the social media manager or anything like that.
0: I um, I try to call her that all the time, and she yells at me. She goes, no,
2: I'm the Twitter valet. <laughs> I'm the Twitter <laughs> valet. Damn. Sometimes she slaps me. Sometimes.
1: Uh, also,
0: a uh, happy belated birthday. Thank you. Yeah. She's like two, two
1: bell or not you. I'm just kidding. I'm yeah,
0: right. she was, uh she was recently crowned the champion of our Twitter.
1: <laughs> I saw that. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Carrying
2: around the belt, the big gold belt.
1: Yep. That's Han Solo. Oh, my
2: God. <laughs> <laughs> you okay over there, Will? Will I got so excited fell. about your belt birthday. <laughs> his headphones flew off his head. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh. it's too big for the headphones. Well, I think that might be because Will has had one too many glasses of... Wheat beer that we're drinking today in the studio from our sponsor Falling Down Beer Company in Warren. If you go there and um, tell them Will sent you, tell them Will sent you, they'll say who the hell's Will. But if you go there and you tell them a podcast Detroit sent you or to IT and the D sent you, they will give you one dollar off of your first beer. in uh, addition to that, um, if you're drinking some sweet, you know, Zen Panda or some Ninja Chicken. Or, Please bring me some Zempanda. Yeah, and you, but you but you know you're thinking you're missing out on something. You know you're you're feeling limited. You feel like you you could be wearing some better clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, you will then just go right on over to scarletandgraves.com and uh, use our t- use our code toprobe ten to get ten percent off your order. So you can get some sweet Scarlet and Graves uh, merchandise, some clothes. They have hats, tank tops, t-shirts. Um, and be all that you can be and be a limitless person. So top rope 10 for, at scarletengraves.com. You get 10% off your order. And in addition, if you order 35% or more, you will get free shipping.
1: $35 or more, not 35%. 30, yeah,
2: thank you.
0: <laughs> and if you uh, do order from them, take a picture of you wearing the lovely shirt and Tab will retweet you and we we'll are follow yeah, you Yeah, make Twitter. sure you tag Boom. us so we can <laughs> see it. Yep. Cool. Use the hashtag S-T-R. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just tweet it at us. Yeah. Twitter, or Facebook, or yeah, we will. Yeah, so that's that's cool. That's that. Um and um a couple announcements before we get started. Uh next weekend, um I will be on a podcast panel at the Michigan Comic Book Expo. Um and that is in, at in Wine And that will also be right before the attack at the Yak, um, August sixth at the Yak Arena in Wyandotte. Um It's pretty, pretty exciting uh, stuff. They we we have we have a confirmed match between uh, Sabu and Rhino, and then also um, we I think just announced recently um, the Ohio is for killers. So Dave Christ and Zachary Wentz are returning to take on the Monroes for the tag titles. Um, in a steel cage this time and I I have to say I've said this before and this has nothing to do with our sponsorship um, <laughs> with scarlet and graves but uh, the that tag match between the Monroes and the house Ohio- for killers that we saw a couple best in Detroits ago was one of the finest tag team uh bouts that I've ever seen in person so yeah it was really it was good. really good I'm look- really looking forward <laughs> to uh, this uh, return match and seeing how they can kind of up the ante and how they can use that cage. And I'm I'm sure you think, well, we might see a, a flaming elbow off the top of the cage. I mean, probably see two. (laughs) That's that's true. We might see two. So that's that, that is next weekend, August 6th. And then if, if one night of wrestling, uh, XICW action isn't enough for you in one weekend, you can then go to XICW 212, uh, August 7th at the Imperial house the next night. So two nights of awesome wrestling entertainment, um, you get more bang for your buck going to these than uh, you know going to the movies or anything else that you could be doing. So you should uh, be there. Um, yeah, so, and, and we will be there as well. So say hi. Um, and if you want to – so before we get started wrestling or wrestling, talking about wrestling, we're not going to wrestle because Will would probably – Will has a distinct size and weight advantage. On me. I mean, um, if we
1: tag teamed them, maybe we could take maybe them.
2: Maybe a handicap match mm, or something. Yeah, but uh, I, you... I one time pushed Josh, and for three months he would say,
1: "You're twice my size. You're twice my size."
2: <laughs> Sounds about right. Back then, I used to say you're three times my size. It was incorrect, but I used to say that. <laughs> well,
1: if you're a little bit smaller. back And
2: it wasn't then. even. It wasn't like we were fighting. It was a like a lot we were both... smaller back then too. We were. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's true. We were both. We were both drunk, and we were like at a at like ch- both trying to walk through a doorway, and I think you like you just bumped into me. It wasn't like you pushed me. I pushed you back. I don't think that I, I don't think that's true but anyway uh if you wanna chat with us and you wanna uh, weigh in on anything that we're saying about this first week of the new era in the w w e um be sure to tweet us at top review on twitter or you can if you if if that's not personal enough for you you can call us in the studio here two four eight five seven nine five two nine five Talking to you, Tim Cole. We want you to finally call in today.
1: Tim Cole is actually – he tweeted us already. He's painting a room. He's listening currently, but he has it playing, but he's painting, so he doesn't know how much he'll be tweeting us.
2: So um, <laughs> you us use him. a hands-free device <laughs> and give us a call while you're painting. Um, one day I know Tim Cole will call. He's the, like the basically the leader of our Twitter street team. He did
1: say he sees uh, Wookiee Will doing a double choke slam on us. Oh. That's kind of aggressive. True. Sure. You know what Tim, you don't need to call in, actually now that I think about it.
2: Anyway, so yeah, that's funny. Um if he see he doesn't even know your moves cuz obviously you do a double shell Hello. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even know. Anyway, so let's break right into you know the 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 first week post draft new era um Monday Night Raw. Um what are we th- like what are what are Wait, we thinking? Can we go back a day? Where do you want it, to Battleground? Yeah,
0: let's talk about Battleground. Let's do it. It's battlegrounded it up. So so here's my question to you. Okay, yeah. Cause, um yeah. I personally was kind of like, eh, on the pay per view. But I've read a lot of people who were seemed really satisfied with it. I think some of it was because it's battleground, so it's not exactly what people were expecting to be amazing. Nope. And especially going into the draft two days later, but I was not that impressed. There was, I mean, I did that was kind of interesting. how No titles changed hands, right? Um,
1: I was impressed by my girl. There were,
2: yeah. I was to say there were a couple of things that I think imp- that that made th- <laughs> so there when when a pay per view. Uh, is getting criticism right or or praise for that matter um, it's you know it's it's the it's the super it's it's the fans like us the the you know that that adult uh, teenage to adult male old school wrestling fan demographic, the smart marks whatever you want to call it like that's who's that's that's your vocal group of wrestling fans that especially with negative stuff yeah so i think that there enough things happened at this pay-per-view that made that group of that segment of fans happy that they it didn't really matter that maybe some of the matches were lackluster or there were some lackluster um you know no titles changing hands I, the divas title wasn't even on the line which that bothers uh, me when they the did. divas title doesn't exist anymore when it wasn't on the line though was it the women's championship, but the, the, was the Divas title on the line? No, it was not, and, and the women's championship was not either. So, and you know, there was no, no titles on the line uh, in that regard for women. Yeah. So,
0: but I mean, we did, <laughs> we did see the debut of Bailey for her one-time-only yeah. shot, which yeah. they, they were very, very, very clear on the Delta <laughs> Team Cup saying, "Oh, this is a one-time thing," or "This is." This is her just doing this one. Like they wanted to make sure that we knew that she'll she, be up.
2: I'm not worried about it. Yeah,
1: and I'm glad they didn't just draft her because like people were really excited, and it was surpri- it was surprising. Yeah, I think even. I
2: think I think that match did exactly what it needed to do. It established because you know I think we we get the idea that there's maybe not necessarily everyone in the WWE brass knows exactly a what's going on in NXT. And then B, how it will translate to the main roster. So having Bailey, you know, she the, we've seen plenty of acts that were red hot in NXT and then failed to Bo make Dallas Bo Dallas the Ascension. <laughs> Ascension. Um, I mean, and then failed to Even make Neville.
0: I think was yeah, right. oh yeah,
2: Neville, uh, and then failed to make a proper transition where that followed them. Now we've seen it follow too, like. Enzo and Cass, it followed. I think American Alpha, it's, it's going to follow. follow. Apollo Crews, I don't think. I mean, Apollo Crews wasn't super hot in NXT. But, he was only in NXT for like three months. Yeah. You know, like tele, televised. Yeah. You know, he, he came up. I think he moved up pretty fast. So, but the thing that I think that it accomplished was uh, Bailey comes up to the main roster and she gets this monstrous reaction from the crowd. So, so like, it was. I think it was a good stamp of approval showing that, like, that... Ginormous popularity that she has in NXT is going to translate to the main roster and she's going to be a big star.
0: Well, and then I think it's also like what I was saying last week is they need her to help headline NXT take over Brooklyn too. Yeah. No, you're they, they right. No, I think to, you're right. They you're want a... to recreate last year's success. I think you're right. And they need to do that by bringing Bailey up.
2: Yeah. And I and the other thing are you are you catching a ratata? Yeah. In the studio here, just you turn your augmented reality <clears throat> off. It's easier. But it's not as fun that way. Did, anyway.
1: Did Nia Jax? Was she on Battleground or was it Raw? I can't remember. No, was she, about, was oh, she, got, she was on oh, Raw. She was. She got okay, drafted. Okay, yeah. And what was up with that with
0: her <clears throat> and with um, Ron Showman opponents being local jobbers? <laughs> it was a really bad. Because uh, that's. I mean, that's <clears throat> that's what you do. Yeah, but you make this huge, huge deal about the draft, only to have both of the the shows have local drivers their first week. Well, like, no,
2: yeah. I mean, but that's, I, I think that's just, um, I don't know, I thought it was kind of clunky to have them both do it in the same night, too. Like, literally the exact same thing. It's it's like, if you want to establish both of them as these monster heels
0: that they're trying to make them into, at least have them be a established guy
2: okay well i think part of it is that the rosters are so thin they're waiting to do that so you so you have them squash a couple they did the same thing with ryback a couple years ago he he would he would take on like two local local enhancement talents and and squash them he did that several weeks in a row but anyway
1: yeah sorry um
2: back to battleground though so like i said uh, you know i think that there's there's probably some you know apprehension with Bailey because a, she's not like, she's not a diva search model. Um, and even if they don't really do that anymore, that's still the kind of people that I think, you know, McMahon goes for. And she's kind of the, she's kind of like Daniel Bryan and that she's the, she's kind of like the everyman, Like she's the, she's the girl next door or whatever, but she's a good, she's a really good worker. And the fans have clung to her because of, because of those things that she's relatable and that she's normal and and that she's a good worker,
0: yeah, I was a little worried because it took them a second to have mm-hmm. them come on, but I was a little worried that they weren't going to give her the the flaring hand guys, oh yeah, the, the wacky, wacky waving, wacky waving, waving. Arm yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was a little worried that that when she came out that she wasn't gonna have that, and then they saw that I was like, okay, good, they're at least giving her the proper yeah. entrance,
2: yeah, 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 mm-hmm. so um and then uh, the other the other huge thing that happened at um at battleground was that. Not only did Dean Ambrose retain, which I don't think – like we talked about it. I don't think either one of us thought that that he was going to retain. I thought we thought that the title was going to Raw, but also that Roman Reigns did the job.
0: Yeah. Well,
2: and I thought – I mean I think –
0: Maybe some of it's still
2: him being punished for his violation. Oh, he did a job clean two two nights in a row. He's he's definitely being punished, at least to some extent. Well, and I also felt like Stephanie
0: kind of really unraveled, ripped him yeah. a new one, like publicly. Um, so I kind of wonder if maybe the writers in the back office are starting to realize, hey, we need to maybe halt him for a bit and let the fans rediscover that they like him. Because yeah. right now, it's, he just has such bad heat. We push him over, we push him, we push him, and the fans just push back.
2: They need to just do what they did with The Rock and make him a heel. Just make him a heel. He'll be a heel for a year or whatever, and then when he turns, he'll be a mega baby face. So
0: I think this is going a little bit uh, bouncing between a couple things. But even the Usos are now dishing themselves from him. When we we were watching the draft on the network, the center, they did a interview with the Russells, and they were like, you know, like like I think Renee Young or someone asked them about Roman, and they were quick to be like, oh, well, you know, Roman's doing all right, but you know, like like we don't we'll ever hang out we're like like we know like when we're with him, you guys we're getting a little bit more booze and all this They were quick to be like, no, it's cool, we're not gonna be with him anymore. Like we know that we're getting negative heat from yeah, him, and yeah. then. Um. after was it on yeah it was on Battleground when Dean Ambrose won both the Usos lifted Dean Ambrose up on their shoulders
2: yeah and I I mean I think that
0: itself was counterintuitive but so I thought that was pretty funny that like they are basically cheering him for beating their cousin yeah who like you know granted that like Ambrose was part of that like the family yeah you know but still it was it was pretty funny that that they were the ones front and center doing it Because I think I think they were trying to, they're trying to eliminate that negative
2: heat they were getting from being so associated with roman reigns no I mean I don't think that's a bad idea uh so anything else about battleground you want to talk about will i th- i mean i I agree with you I thought it was kind of I was excited about those two things, and that's funny because those kind of like opened and closed the show, yeah, but like everything in the middle you know what the other thing um that I really liked from that show was seeing a rested, rejuvenated, and actually pretty good on the mic Randy Orton.
0: Yeah, well, I, I do like that cheap shot he took at. Uh, oh, yeah,
2: there's some. So wasn't Jericho saying that he wrote that?
0: Yeah. So Jericho said that that he was the one who told Randy Orton to say that. Yeah. He said like, it only takes. What was it? It takes. 10 suplexes. To you get said suplex 15,
2: 16, 17, 18 t- suplexes to get to Suplex City, but it only takes one RKO to get to Viperville. No enhancement needed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so that that was
2: pretty good. And that, I mean, that's a big issue right now, too, is people were like, oh, why it, is the WWE it, it not punishing him? It pisses me off. Let's talk about that. Okay. So, yeah, so WWE, um, you know, Brock Lesnar failed uh, an in competition and an out of competition and an in competition. A drug test. Um, he was found uh, with I don't know what it was in his system, but it's the same PED that they just um, they just uh, suspended John, John Bones Jones, Jones for. Um, yeah. And go ahead, if you go back about two weeks, with we on the card in the show, we, we discussed some of this a bit more. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, so they, but they're so WWE has come out and said that you know they're a show business and that they are not going to suspend him because it wasn't during an active time and that he's a part-time performer and that those rules are set in place for full-time performers to keep them healthy. And, and I just, I think it's a load of shit. I think that, um, it's, what what did you post on our Facebook page? Oh, I said, I, well, no, I posted on top rope. I don't care. I posted It's. I said, Hmm, was Billy Gunn a full-time performer then? (laughs) Because he was just a coach and he was taking HGH or something for, or a testosterone supplement for a powerlifting competition, and he got fired. And he's just a trainer in NXT. Yeah, at the Performance Center.
0: And and I mean I this before. You could see it like with how they handled the Roman Reigns suspension, with how they handled when Swagger was busted for D, DUI, DUI and in possession of weed. It's they will punish the people. As they seem fit. I mean, I think one of the most classic stories is is the, the curtain call. You know, yeah. It's well, of the four guys involved, two of them left the company, so they couldn't do anything. Shawn Michaels was the was the number one guy, so they couldn't do anything.
2: Right. So Triple H got all the got right, but punished for that. The only thing that I feel like here's here's why that's different uh, is because that was breaking kayfabe that they were getting punished that he was getting punished for, not like. We've developed we, uh, you know, as much as it is like a a PR stunt, it I you know there there are more and more people that have been in the business that are now in offices like like Triple H, perfect example, and like so those people have seen like one people be unsafe because they were high or whatever you know or doing whatever all all the wrestlers that have died young because of one reason or another pain pills you know just they've seen the weight on the business that that these things have have had so like i feel like yes in it it's P, a pr move but i feel like there is also like they do actually want they are actually worried about the health and safety of their performers at least to some extent
0: yeah, but I do think there's a difference, Joe, between taking a, a narcotic and taking something that's more just a performance-enhancing drug. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, yeah, I just I think, in general, it just shows you that they think Brock Lesnar is...
2: Well, no, they've invested too much money. Money in them, and they
0: don't want... Because they, like, they could easily, though... They could easily have said, oh, we're slapping him with a 30-day suspension... He's not going to be on any of our shows until SummerSlam, which is more or less what they do with Roman Reigns. I'm actually surprised they didn't do that. Yeah. Because it would have been really easy. Yeah. Instead of, instead of them just coming out and saying, no, we don't really care. Yeah. I mean, the original statement was, he hasn't performed with us since this date, and he's not performing until this date. Like, basically saying, he's not our employee until SummerSlam.
2: <laughs> yeah. But he's under contract, so he is. So, but... Yeah, so that, I mean, it just, it sucks because other people get, you know, other people get smashed under the boot because of very similar things. And he's a, you know, he, here we have this guy that, that we know, that, you know, from what he's himself has said, has really no love for the business. He's just trying to make money and da-da-da-da-da, you know, just, it, it just sucks.
0: Yeah, I mean, everything we've ever heard about WB, though, especially about, like, the back office, it's really, like, one wrong impression – one wrong thing, or it's just how it's all like how they see you and stuff, and they just they view Lesnar as a moneymaker. Yeah, which I've said this before. I think Lesnar's a little overrated.
2: Oh no, I think he's totally overrated. But they've booked themselves into the cor- the corner of having to make him unstoppable because <clears throat> what, how they what they did with with Taker.
0: Yeah, I I think what what makes me so mad about him beating Taker is that. All right, so they have Take Your Lose WrestleMania. Oh, that's fine. You know, the streaks ended. You know, that's, that was a shocker. Um, there's a lot of people who I would have preferred to see Undertaker lose to over Lesnar. But you establish Lesnar as this monster heel. He's had a decent feud with Undertaker, but you've already broken the streak. So there's no reason why Undertaker couldn't have lost to the Wyatt family at Mania.
2: Yeah.
0: And he could have had them lose dirty. And it would have been fine. You would have done so much more to establish the Wyatt family. They've literally spent the last year and a half destroying the Wyatt family, which they've now split the Wyatt family up. Yeah. So I'm interested to see exactly how that's going to work, play out in, over the next couple months.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Especially since they spent like they were kind of hinting that there was going to finally be a sister Abigail introduced.
2: Yeah. Although I, I wonder how much of that was was just us reading into stuff too. I mean, I don't think there was anything ever from any like official sources that they were gonna.
0: No, there was some Twitter videos that, they, that their official account posted that had some cryptid stuff with like a lady in it.
2: There was only one, and they showed. They found out that it was a movie, a picture from a horror movie, but but that's just Bray doing it too. It's not from like WWE themselves. Yeah. I mean, Bray just got in trouble for refuting with Matt Hardy on Twitter, so
0: which is what they're saying why he, they broke why they put Braun Strowman. On on Raw and not SmackDown with him was because of his
2: little spat with... That's dumb. ...the Hardies. That's dumb. So, do you want to jump into Raw? Yeah, sure. All right. So, I was very impressed with um, Raw for the most part. There was only one, one thing that I didn't like, um, and it was what they opened the show with, is the... Well, so I do like that we only really saw Stephanie... And Mick once, really, it's not like it's been where the, like the authority figures kind of dominate the show, so that's pretty nice. Um, but they're—I um, know you that you want to talk about it. Um, they've announced that there's going to be a new heavyweight title for Raw, the Universal Title. Yeah, Universal I mean- Championship.
0: Is it really a heavyweight title, or is it just a new main title? I, I mean, well, that's I, what uh, that's what it is, though. Yeah, I don't know. I just i i don't like i don't like universal. That's the word. No, that I don't like bugs it either. I think me. it's so. Silly. If you're going to make a title and basically imply that it's the WWE Universe title, call it the WWE Universe title. Like, you have, especially since they've established WB Network, it's now, everything's now WB Universe, WB Universe. Um, So either make the title WB Universe, make the title WB Network title. Like, you know, use something that's already um, an established, like, word that you guys constantly job. Just universal
2: sounds kind of dumb to me. I think of a universal remote. (laughs) Hmm. So when I agreed to let you grind your gears here, I was I thought you were going to actually have like a good like replacement word for the titles. I don't like either of the ones you said either.
0: <laughs> I don't but I think that's the problem is though it's without having the word "heavyweight" in it, I think it diminishes t- the, the sound of the title, and so you, you can't have the WB heavyweight title you already have that. you can't have the world heavyweight title you already have that. So well, it's, they
2: could have just brought back the world heavyweight title. I don't think they want to. I don't think they, they want to. to get th- rid of that belt because it's WCW's old belt.
0: No, well, that, I don't think they want to re split those belts. Because the one thing with the WWE Universal title is that it's a throwaway belt. You know, so establishing a new lineage. Lineage yeah. is starting at SummerSlam. Um, I really hope it's going to be Finn Bauer. Um, just a really is a good way to start off this new era. Um but then it, it's let's say in five years they decide that they're going to eliminate the brand split again. They could just discontinue this belt and keep all this prestige with the other belt.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I guess you know that's that's the that's the quandary that we find ourselves in is that there isn't a better name for it, I guess. I'm I'm really curious to see all the names that got rejected. <laughs> uh, well whenever there's it seems like with WWE, whenever there's a list of names, they're usually terrible. Yes. Yes, yes, so, yes. Um Yeah, so Finn Balor was in the um was in a fatal four way. They did two fatal four ways. Uh Finn Balor winning one, Roman Reigns winning the other, and then those two faced off and the winner uh, went is going to SummerSlam to face Seth Rollins. And so Finn Balor won his – Finn Balor won triple – the Fatal 4 win. Oh, I already said that. So the, so Finn Balor beat Roman Reigns clean in a pretty good match at the end of the night. Well, and I also thought too though with the Finn one, the one he was in,
0: any one of them could have won that. Yeah. Because it was kind of like the one that Roman was in. It, it was pretty obvious Roman was going to be the winner. Yeah. And so I thought that was really good. Um, yeah, it and that, was, that was. That was a great match. And it was it was a shock because there was a good chance that Finn could have lost and fans would have still been happy with who was going to go against Roman Reigns. Yeah. But they, they had
2: him win. Fantastic. Except, so, obviously, I mean, they know that Finn Balor's a star, right? And they know that they know... It's not. It's not super surprising. It it is, but it isn't that they're pushing him already. But you really can't have this guy, who they 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 established that he's a star by drafting him so high, right? And um, and we've you know we've seen that he they've seen that he's huge in NXT and how that crosses over and everything, but. You can't you can't have him. He needed to win his first match. You can't bury you bury him by putting having him lose his first match. Doesn't matter who it's to. Um, so I, it made sense for him to at least win the the first fatal four way. Now for him to win the fatal four way and then lose to Roman, I wouldn't have been surprised. So well,
0: and they could have easily not had him in that match too.
2: Yeah, that's true.
0: I mean, they could have easily put him in the the uh, what's. The IC belts on Raw, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. They could easily put him No, the IC Belt's on SmackDown. No,
0: yeah, so the US title. So they could put yeah, they could put him in the US title of Rusev. That's what I was gonna say. Why? <laughs> so uh Lana Rusev. Sorry I didn't make your wedding. Um I'm sure my I'm sure my um invite was just lost in the mail. Oh, it had to have been. You were
2: the only person that liked the angle they were in. So,
0: dude, that wedding looked pretty sweet, though. Uh, I didn't. I don't. Kind of theme. Other than they still invited Ryback. Mm. <laughs> there's a pretty interesting fellow. There's some good fellows from the wedding um, all over Twitter. I think
1: we saw a couple on Instagram. I think I showed you one. Josh I can't remember who it was. Was it Renee Young? Maybe no.
2: I don't remember. There's don't
0: one know. that's like Rusev, Ryback, and someone else on like one of those fellow booths. Ah, okay. And then someone else posted a picture. Oh, Daniel and Bryan then and, um, posted a picture of him and Brie, and it was like, um, you know, lo- loving the the carnival theme at the Rusev and Lana's wedding. Yeah, and it showed they have a bunch of like carnival theme
2: games set up everywhere. Oh, that's cool. So, well, I'm sorry you missed it, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get invited because I'm always trash talking. So, um. Before we get to the other awesome thing that happened on Raw, I wanna, I wanna. There's two things I want to do. One, I want to actually I want to do this first because I feel like if I start talking about the other thing, we might waste this whole second half hour of the show talking about it. So, watching both shows, have you noticed the the couple new little things that they do? Um, that they didn't do before. Uh, the announcer table has been moved. The announcing tables have moved. They're now doing as soon
0: as the person's out of the ring, doing an in spot interview in yep, front of the ring like with the sideline interview. Yeah, they're they're. I mean, they're slowly trying to get back that real sport feel. I think. Yeah, which I like is, it. I, which is, I think, something that I think TNA has kind of been playing with for a few years too. But not quite maybe as effectively as what they're doing now,
2: yeah, well, they're not on a big enough stage for anything that they do to really yeah,
0: get well, and amount like, like, of
2: people the way that they cover their draft
0: to me, on the network coverage to me reminded a lot of how sports Center covers a draft, sure. you know yeah,
2: yeah, um so i I like the I like the little tweaks, um, and one of the things I don't think had been announced yet. By last week, maybe, was the new um, commentary teams for both shows. So They we were announced like the day
0: after the draft.
2: Right. So, but do we talk about it last week? We mentioned it, but okay. we didn't really go into it. So, Corey Graves is outstanding. Yeah. They need, like, they need to. So, in my opinion, get rid of Brian Saxon and get rid of JBL. Like, you don't need three, you need a play by play guy and a color guy. That's all you need. Yeah. So, um, and I didn't. Yeah, I don't understand that either. Because I mean,
0: most of the attitude era, it was J.R. and King. That
2: was it, or King and McMahon, or you know Heenan and Monsoon. Like, it's – you know, it's two yeah. But, but that's two. that's
0: that's pre-attitude era, though. No, I
2: know. I'm just saying. Like, it's it was always always just two, or Michael Cole and Taz. Like, yeah. it's always just two.
0: Yeah, and it was just recently. A couple years ago. Recently, probably within the last, like, six, seven years, they've kind of been playing with three. Because well, for a while, there was Michael Cole, J.R., and the King.
2: Yeah. You know, so I really feel like. Well, do they, do they feel like they need to do, you know, straight man, play-by-play, play, and then a heel Yo. cover, color, and a, you know color commentary guy and then a face color commentary guy like
0: well i also think that they like having the prestige
2: every former wrestler doing so he can call about their experience you know right so but do you but you don't need that that i still don't think you need brian saxton or um you know or jbl
0: but they need jbl to talk about all the times that he killed won that title <laughs> or, or what it was like when you wrestled that, that guy. or say
2: that Dolph Ziggler went through the glass ceiling when he's already had the title twice? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Some so, of the JBL uh, stuff. so I uh, love field, it's funny. Yeah. Moggle.
1: Tim, Tim Gold tweeted us. He said, uh, you're trash talking is cool. Uh, you're like the modern, or you're like the Jesse Ventura of modern day. Josh.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Tim. <laughs> Ventor for uh, president? Has he announced that yet. I think yeah. it's a little late at this point. No, because he was waiting till the official. Um, he went on. He, he he went on. I think whoa, the Daily Show and discussed this. That he wanted to wait till after both conventions happened. Then he was going to announce that he was going to run as a
2: third party. Ah, uh, okay. I'd vote for him at this point. <laughs> uh, um. So. Actually, so let's talk about um before we get into the thing the, the dirt sheet stuff that I wanted to talk about surrounding Raw. Um let's talk about uh the Queen finally getting coronated this week. That was sweet. That first of all, that match was awesome. Yeah. Second of all, so we're talking about Sasha Banks defeating Charlotte for the women's title. Um I didn't say Diva's title, so there you go. Yeah. Um but uh pay per view quality match. Really good. And and then actually seeing a title change on Raw, which we don't see very often.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, well, I, mean, I really thought that that was going to be the match at SummerSlam. Yeah. Which, I mean, now SummerSlam is going to be the rematch, which is just as good. Right. But it was just, you know what I mean? Because it was obviously when she went over on Battleground, that was obviously establishing, well, she's number one contender. So they're going to give her her shot. But I figured for sure he's gonna be Summer Sam.
2: Yeah, and I, well, I think this this is one of those new era things. It's like uh, in the new era, you better tune in because there might be a title change.
0: I know. I don't think it's that. I think it's just they wanted the they wanted to have a big upset on the show.
2: Because I mean, you're wrong. It's yeah. a new era thing.
0: I know. You're I totally wrong. I don't it's, think we're, we're gonna, so, gonna
2: see. You've never been so wrong in your life. I don't think we're gonna see it, uh, another title change on Raw for a while. Well, no, no, I know. I, I agree with you there. I'm saying, but I'm saying, I think that was part of their marketing ploy. It's like, it's the first, raw, ma, it's the first Raw of the new era, and look at all these unexpected things that happened. And I think between Raw and SmackDown, um, I, I feel like the booking is leaning towards like, let's make those smart marks happy. Let's see what happens if we do that. Because like Ziggler getting a title shot at SummerSlam. Yeah. That's a, I mean, every Sasha is a huge internet wrestling favorite. Finn is a huge wrestling, internet wrestling favorite. And so is, and so is Dolph Ziggler. Um, and hopefully that maybe if this, if, if this experiment that they're doing has anything to do with, with the smart community, like, like I think it might, maybe they'll see that doing, making those booking decisions Makes us happy and doesn't really affect the 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 casual fans because they like it regardless.
0: Yeah, well, and hopefully because yeah, I think too, two the three things that they're really looking at is ratings, sales, merch. Yep. So hopefully, with these playing into the smart mark community, the smart marks are going to buy more stuff, start watching more. Start attending more live events and
2: start buying more merchandise. Which I think that they will. Yeah, I, I mean, I liken it to—it's the exact same concept as like making comic book movies that are comic book accurate, because it makes those it makes those fans happy, and they're not complaining. But then at the same time, it, the casual person going to see Deadpool or X Men doesn't know the difference. Yeah. I mean, look at how good Deadpool did by making one that's comically accurate. I mean.
0: Well, just look at the success of the Avengers movies versus the success of Batman v Superman. Yeah. You know, yep. one's really playing into the fans, and the other one's playing into the studios.
2: <laughs> yep. But anyway, this isn't uh, comic book talk, so. <laughs> unless we're talking about Steven Amell and all Stardust. Steven,
0: well, no, but that's that's happening though. It's, uh, yeah. Cody Rhodes is going to be in season five of Arrow. He's released photos of him um, wearing like a, a production jacket, photos of him training, doing the, um, what is it? The. Sense. The something ladder, whatever Arrow does all the time on the show. Solomon ladder or something's called. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't remember what it's
2: called. So. Well, and then Edge just got uh, Adam Copeland just got uh, cast for the next season of Vikings. Oh, nice! So
0: he was. I mean, he he was on a sci-fi show for a long time, Haven. Too. Yeah, and he and he's done several guest spots and some other sci-fi shows because of the USA well, Network. And sci-fi Vikings, connection. I think,
2: is a History Channel, History History show. Channel show. So I yeah. don't know who owns History Channel, but more than likely Viacom. Yeah, probably. Um if you're not owned by Viacom, you're either owned by Disney or uh, Warner Brothers. So <laughs> No Disney or Comcast. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, because Warner Brothers owns Viacom, don't they? Pretty sure. I think the other way around, but yeah. Yeah. I don't remember the exact
0: hierarchy. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's not <laughs> wrestling
2: related at all. So um so the other thing that I wanted to talk about, it's actually really pissed me off, um, being a person of smaller stature. Um, Ric Flair on his podcast, which interestingly enough, um, he, uh, it was the same, it was the same episode that Sean, he interviewed Shawn Michaels, um, basically just talking about how, you know, he doesn't think that Finn Balor should have went over. He thinks Roman Reigns should have went over how Roman Reigns, you know, is a, has a great look and is a great talker, which he's not. Um, and he doesn't understand why the fans are booing him, and and you know he thinks that uh, basically saying that his his thought process behind um, Finn Balor not being good enough um, is because he's a, he thinks he's a cruiserweight because he's only like one ninety, um, and that cruiser he doesn't think cruiserweights will ever uh, re- headline WrestleMania.
0: Well, he's also though. He is from the era where it was the heavyweight title and the cruiserweight titles were much more stricter. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's from that era where the weight classes actually meant something because they were trying to be more like sports.
2: Yeah. Well, it's like, it's just funny to me because he, well, I already don't like Ric Flair because of personal stuff, but... um, (laughs) Uh, Recent experiences, but um, he—it's just funny to me that someone who—it's not like he ever had a great physique—he's commenting on like what other people's weights are or like what—it's like Finn Balor is like one of the most cut dudes on the roster, and he can probably do twenty moves that Ric Flair could never do, even in his prime. But yet, you know, oh, and he's and he's super over, like, and he's over in an era that I think it's a lot harder to be over with the fans than it was when Ric Flair was. Was in because when, when Ric Flair was in, was in his prime, the fans cheered for who they told them to and they booed who they told them to. Like, you know what I mean? He didn't, you know, it's not like he, you got to do a lot more to get over with the fans now than you did, I think, in his day. Would you not agree? Oh, I totally agree with that. Um, and it's just like, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, well, I think Finn Bauer has, uh,
0: I think Finn Bauer has something that it's been lacking for a while. And I think I think Flair had this, so I'm surprised that he's not um that he doesn't jump on on the Finn Bangway anymore, but I think Finn Bauer has a really great entrance. Yeah. You know, like like Lick Flair has this great entrance. He would come in, wear in the robes, kinda do like a whole proud yeah. circumstance down the ring. And, like, you don't really see that much. Like, I mean... Even well, Ray. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's... it's, it's you, you kind of just get the guy who comes out for a hot second, does... Realize heavily on fireworks to kind of, you know, enhance your entrance. Sure. But that's it. Like, Finn Bauer comes out, and... Um, Hensei and does, I think, does a good of uh, this, too. He comes out, and, like, Finn just moves with his music. Yeah. He knows his theme song. his The
2: cues hit. He does, like, just really plays into the crowd. Well, and I, so I've, I've, uh, you remember, like, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson talking about not getting promo time. So they, they make their way down to the ring and cut promos into the camera. Yeah. And I, I, th- I kind of think, like, especially since you just said, like, you know, and Shinsuke, uh, does this as well, like, you know, moving to the music and really getting the crowd into their entrance. I wonder, like, it's a thing that they learned, you know, and in, in Japan, like a Japanese thing, you know, it's not just a walk down to the ring or here's my pyro, you know.
0: Yeah, because I mean, you get a couple guys who, like, Batista would try to have, like, a cool entrance because he would kind of, like, do that machine gun thing with the pyro. But that was it, though. He would do that one little thing and then walk to the ring. Yeah you know. That's cool.
2: There's a lot of or guys that don't like, do anything. So you get
0: Kane who walks down the ring, gets in the ring, kind of puts his hand down and sh- the shoots up. Yeah. But, you know, like Finn, it's, he comes out, he has this whole thing of his whole music. The whole time his music's going, he's just moving with it. The, the crowd's in there moving with him, cheering, singing along think, with his... Yeah, uh, I just think it's
2: cool when anyone has a thing. Like, yeah. I I remember like being like 12 years old or whatever and like, or maybe older, but I don't want to admit it. Like you know, like doing the mist, the Triple H like spraying the yeah, miss exactly. mist thing. Like like th- th- you know when when a uh, when it, and that's is like the stupidest thing, but we we think it's cool. Like and well, and so it, having that memorable entrance is like a you know.
0: Or, or the Rock had a real memorable entrance too, because like you would know when the Rock came down the ring. You would know exactly where was like, gonna go, gonna he was going to go, what he was going to do. He's going to hit this trim buckle. He's going to do this. He's going to do this. He's going to do this. Yeah. You know, and it was like it was energetic and you were happy with it.
2: Yeah. Or like Enzo and Cass. Like, yeah. I, I always think I'm like, man, they must get sick of doing that. And then I'm like, nah, the crowd's too into it. They're probably so hype you know, they do the same thing every night but they're so hyped because the crowd's so into it. Yeah,
0: I mean they, they don't exactly I mean well, it's gotta make you feel like a Well, Enzo bucks. is like, you know, on crack constantly, just running everywhere. Yeah. But like they don't do a whole lot of like anything. But they cut a promo the whole way to the ring, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. So I'm um, I was disappointed though to see I mean, I wonder if it's still just the whole Enzo getting that concussion thing. But I really thought that, they, that New Day was going to be dropping the belts to end zone cast. And it looks like they're going for the SummerSlam match is going to be New Day versus the club.
2: Well, well, I mean, it's I think it's just the way they got. Oh, no, they are both on. Well, it's because they're waiting to turn somebody heel, I bet. Yeah. Honestly. How do you think? We got a couple minutes left. Yeah.
0: How do you think the, um, the club and Balor Club are going to. Provide? I don't know, man.
2: I. I don't know. I, I feel like something's got to happen. I'm actually surprised they haven't done it yet. But, you know, we might see something like um, maybe Finn beats Finn wins the title at SummerSlam because of some dirty deeds from um, not Dean Ambrose but <laughs> but the club.
0: I well, mean, and this is – I mean this is that I've talked about before. I am all for groups that carry multiple titles. Yeah. So I would love to see the club – have the tag team titles, Finn Bauer with the WB universal title. Well, that's exactly title. what
2: they did. That's exactly what they did in New Japan. Yeah, and you, you see this big, them. You see this big group of them, and they've, like, won, like, the... So, it, the, here's the Bullet Club, and it's, like, you know, so Finn has the heavyweight title, the IGP, whatever, heavyweight title, or the the singles title, and then you're, like, here's the, the um, Luke Gallows and... Uh, uh, and Carl Anderson have the have the heavyweight tag team titles, and then the uh, uh, Young Bucks have the junior tag team titles. Like the, and then like Tama Tonga has one of the like the. You see this big group of them, and it, almost everybody in the picture has a title of some one sort yeah, or another. Exactly. So,
0: like I never understood, especially when the YFA family was at four members why they weren't going after the WBE belt, why they weren't going after the IC belt, and why they weren't going after the tag belt. Like, yeah. It just made no sense yeah. to me. Like, even back in the day, like, DX, you had Triple H with the tag WBE belt. You had the the Road Dog and... um and, uh, <laughs> The New Age Outlaws. yeah, with the tag belts. Like, you had them going for multiple belts.
2: Yeah. I mean, so... One well, one last thing to say. I just want to tell Road Warrior Animal that uh, Sasha Banks, her her ascension has the 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 WWE is not shoving her down the fans throat. There's a, I've I haven't seen anyone get more organic like she's gotten over so organically and it's all like she's gotten over despite WWE keeping her off TV forever. I mean, think about how many times you'd have like multiple women in the ring doing like a huge match, and what would you get? we want Sasha chance.
0: I think he's just mad. Cause no one's paying him to be on cover magazines anymore. Yeah. That's what it was. He was saying that muscle and fitness, like how much does WB pay for, for muscle and fitness to put their athletes in the cover every single month and how like, you know, they're having her on the cover of all these magazines and all this stuff.
2: Yeah. But he, but he said something about like, you know, that they're using that to get her over and they're shoving her down the fans throat and that, that she wasn't able to... She was
0: off TV for like four months. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um. So.
0: Yeah, it was pretty ridiculous. But...
2: Uh, oh, yeah. So, but uh, just, a, just a list of small guys who have headlined WrestleMania. Shawn Michaels, Chris Jericho, Eddie Guerrero. Kurt Angle's probably only a little bit over 200. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. You know, a lot of guys who are smaller guys who are... who made huge How impacts. Much Rick Flairway, the height of his career. Like, just like, like 250 or something. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, let's say he, he was pretty close to that heavy,
2: that, that cruiserweight title. Yeah. Now, now Dusty Rhodes wanted to, yeah. listen here, baby. Uh, you know, like he wanted to, uh, say something then. Oh, I'm sorry. I got to get your hero. I know. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, that's our, we didn't even get to the cruiserweight classic, so but that was um, been playing all along. <laughs> yeah, Will didn't watch it. So. Um, it was uh, it was pretty good. I think we're just about closing out round one, um, and um, I will say there was a lot of technical dudes this this week, so it wasn't as entertaining as uh, previous weeks. So, but you know, what are you going to do? They have a multitude of of styles, so that's just the way it goes. Um, but that's been our show for this week, episode 44 of the, I almost said something else of top rope review. Um, please make sure, uh, to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at top rope review, uh, top is our website. That's where all of our stuff is. Follow us on Facebook or like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash top rope review. And anytime, uh, you miss a live broadcast, you can catch our episodes on SoundCloud and iTunes within a day or two of the broadcast. So that's that. We'll check you guys next week.
1: See ya. You're listening to a previously recorded episode of the Top Rope
0: Review Show.